Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm very glad to be back with you again. I hope that you all enjoyed my live uh, broadcast from Disney's Beach Club and Yacht Club last week. That was so much fun getting to walk around the resort a little bit. If you have not listened to it, make sure to pop over there. Uh, this episode and that episode are being released on podcast at the same time. Uh, so I hope that you enjoy both of those. In this episode tonight, we are digging into a lot of different things related to my trip and my recent experience, talking about some perspectives as a travel planner, but also as a data for some things that I ate, some things that we did, uh, also related to our vacation, but as well as this little thing called the Travelmation Retreat. So it was a blast, and I could go on talking for a very long time about it. I typed out an outline to make sure that I would stay on focus. Had a lot of great conversation and interaction with some other folks in the comments today, so thank you all for that, uh, for those that piped in on Facebook Live. So again, thank you for tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday. I do hope that you enjoy the episode and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, it is January the 19th, 2021. And our topic, our focus for tonight is a bunch of things. But if I had to put a title on this episode, it would be Disney News, Not Normal Things, Park Hopping, and the Travelmation Retreat. Because all of those things go together, right? Well, they, they kind of do in, in, in a strange twisted way. Well, it, it makes sense for us anyway. So uh, we'll get into that. It'll make sense to you here in just a minute. Uh, but our question of the day is, what is your favorite Disney food item? Disney food items or snacks or dining locations or seasonal treats, whatever they have. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because people love talking about this stuff and it's just the conversation always takes off. So we had like three people like the post earlier, but person after person after person after person were commenting on that. Hey, Adam, thank you so much. I uh, hope you are doing well tonight, and Miss Libby and Miss Caitlin are doing well also. Um, so we have uh, you know a lot to talk about, but again, food items is one of the most favorite things that uh, people love to talk about when it comes to Disney, and we're going to talk about two specific uh, encounters that I had uh, with uh, Disney dining uh, and food that are kind of not normal experiences for us. Here's where that comes in here in just a little bit. But first, Disney news. So we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, as it were. I don't have a literal elephant in this room uh, where I am right now, but I do have some in my house because, uh, you know, stuffed animals, right, kids, um, that kind of thing. But anyway, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. That is Magical Express. So if you are a travel planner, if you're a Travelmation agent, if you're a travel agent with another agency, or you've been, you know, you've been in the Disneyverse, uh, you know, for the past week, uh, you have heard about this. So I'm not going to belabor this too long, but I do want to offer two perspectives uh, to this. My kind of personal perspective as a father of four young children, eight, six, four, and one-year-old, that carries a double stroller to the parks, uh, and, and f flew down there uh, this past time. Um, and I want to give you the per my perspective as a travel planner as well. So I'm trying to look at this uh, bifocally through two different lenses, and hopefully this will make sense to you. So my take as a father is this. So when I got the news, I was literally in Epcot, uh, hanging out with some friends uh, during the Travelmation retreat. I actually had this exact shirt on uh, about a week ago. And uh, we were hanging out, you know, having a good time and kind of doing our thing. And uh, I was taking some pictures. I was doing some walkthroughs of the parks. And then all of a sudden, I get a notification on my phone. I'm like, oh, man, um, what? Oh, my goodness. Magical Express is going away, effective January 1st, 2022. So two things came to mind. I'm like, 
Well, um, okay. I, I was kind of upset at first because we had taken Magical Express. And again, I'm talking from my perspective as a dad of four young kids, not a travel planner. And then I'm going to try to merge both of those things here in just a minute. Uh, I was kind of upset at first because, you know, Magical Express is something that I was really looking forward to using. We used it. It was great. Uh, we didn't have to drive like the 12, 15 hours or whatever it normally takes us down there. So we flew down, checked our bags, you know, grabbed our bags. The bus driver put them on the bus, got them off the bus for us when we got to our resort. And uh, super easy process. We did have to wait in a little bit of a line, but everyone was in a good mood. People were socially distant and friendly. You know, no, no issues there um, getting on the bus. So for us... You know, as a family of four, with an eight, six, four, and one-year-old, where you know it's virtually impossible to check that many car seats that you need or booster seats along with you. Yes, there are ways to rent them. Uh, I realize that. Yes, there are ways to do that for people that want to rent cars. There are ways to rent car seats as well. Uh, but for us, that was not in our budget. For a lot of large families, they have to find ways to do things in a budget smart way. So for us, Magical Express is like was a key component to our vacation experience and kind of put a damper in my mood for the day just a little bit. So that's my kind of fatherly reaction to it. So here's my other reaction to it, okay? So as a travel planner, one of my goals is to lessen the hassle of the vacation planning experience for all of my clients. And if people just, you know, ask me advice, um, you know, I, I just try to give them the most blunt, uh, easy, most flexible, you know, you know, answer to kind of most up-to-date answer and information as well. So for me, you know, my hope is that Disney will have a solution. You know, sometimes Disney has a tendency sometimes to surprise us with news uh, good or bad, at the last minute, um, and not really give us any sort of direction or where they're going with this or what's going. Um, Disney does have, uh, has announced a partnership several months ago, and I cannot remember the rail line specifically, but there's a high-speed rail line that they've announced a partnership with uh, that they're going to have transportation. Um, good to see you, too. Uh, good to see you, too, Doug. Hope you're doing well. Doug's an awesome guy. Lives up in Tennessee. Uh, we got to hang out a little bit, ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad uh, last week. That was fun. Um, and so anyway, um, Disney announced a partnership with uh, a rail line um, that's going to provide some high-speed transportation kind of to and from the area. Um, there's a lot of speculation that's going on that there, that will be part of the, the solution for transportation. Disney is not going to leave families like us, like mine, high and dry. I just I don't see that as possible because young families are kind of the bread and butter, that sort of core uh, unit that travel to Walt Disney World. Right? You think about Magic Kingdom. You think about a lot of the attractions. Yes, there's some thrill rides. You know, those kinds of things are out there. But when you think about Disney, the first thing that comes to mind for most people, aside from Mickey Mouse, is Cinderella's Castle. And who wants to come see Cinderella's Castle? Who wants to come eat it? Who wants to come see the characters? Who wants to come ride Dumbo and see it's a small world? It's the families with young children. So Disney will not leave um, their, their clients um, through guests uh, high and dry. I, I don't, you know, I don't think they will. So there will be some sort of solution, some sort of partnership coming out. I'm sure of that. Uh, we just don't know what it is yet. But what Disney has done is made an announcement um, you know, well in advance to give people time to prepare, to give them time to prepare as well and, and figure out a specific solution. Hey, Tim, uh, good to see you tonight. Uh, so um, I'm super excited to know uh, what that's going to be in the future. Uh, I'm sure you know we'll have some getting used to whatever that's going to be. But you know what? It'll be fine. The magic is still there. We'll have a great time, uh, and it will be awesome. So that's that. Uh, in the same announcement, they also announced early park entry for on-property guests, uh, and that uh, will when that begins, it will apply 
to all on property guesting at a Disney owned resort hotel. And it will, it will start basically 30 minutes early before the advertised opening time for each park every day. Whereas early magic hours in the past was only a select park every day. And then those hours kind of very, could be an hour, could be two here or there at the beginning, at the end, uh, it just sort of depended. So, um, so again, there's a lot of time between now and when some of these things go into effect and sometimes Disney changes things. So we'll see where that goes. Um, in Disney news on a, on a lighter note, and I'm very excited about this, um, is all five seasons of the original Muppet show are now coming to Disney plus. And if you're not excited about that, you should be, because this is the original Kermit, original Fozzie, original Rolf, all those guys. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun time to watch those things. I'm looking forward to watching it with my own family because we watched the newer version of the Muppet babies. That's on Disney plus. We watched, uh, like, the little bit of that new version of the Muppet show that was on Disney plus, but didn't really, you know, go that well, uh, initially. Uh, but we love the Muppets. Uh, Muppet vision 3d is one of my favorite attractions at Disney's Hollywood studios. When you're not talking about star Wars or toy story land, uh, definitely a great experience. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of the Muppets for sure. Clackett classic Muppets era. Uh, one more, one more piece of Disney news. that's important to mention the festival of the arts, uh, is now going on. It actually began on January 8th. We'll run through February the 22nd. Um, you will have uh, a lot of opportunities to, if you go and participate, to get some great food for some awesome food booths. Uh, you will have an opportunity to uh, meet some artists, get, get works autographed by artists. And it's not just like painting and drawing and whatnot. They actually have some uh, musical artists that are there as well. Um, so a lot of different things, a lot of, a lot of different things to kind of look at. So let's see here. Caroline Yarborough-Well says, Hey, John, so great to meet you last week. It was good to meet you, too. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Man, last week was a bit of a whirlwind, and we're going to talk about, give a little bit of a reflection uh, about that. So spending some time talking about the vacation side of things for me with my family, but also the travel mission retreat, hence the shirt. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, also, um, again, lots of different things sporadic that we want to cover. Uh, last Monday, I had the chance, and this is after I mentioned earlier that I was at Epcot, uh, for a little while, had the chance to leave Epcot, hop on uh, the Skyliner over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, and meet up with my friends Chris and Susan Edwards over at Ear to Ear Magic. They're also with Travel Nation, they're affiliated agents, um, but Chris and Susan are amazing people with wonderful hearts of gold that love serving people. Uh, you know, they don't trust pundits, they will give you matter of fact information. They're in the parks almost daily, um, and if they're not in the parks, they're at Disney Springs. You know, they spent several hours over at Gideon's uh, at the cookie, half-pound cookie place at Disney Springs. <clears throat> Excuse me, that, that opened very recently. Uh, they did an awesome live cast for that. Uh, but I was invited to hang out with them for a little bit on their um, magic, Magical Mondays, I think is what they call it. Uh, they broadcast on Facebook, but also on YouTube is one of their main interfaces. They also have a following on Instagram. So if you're not following Ear to Ear Magic... Uh, please go follow them. They've been on Travel Tips Tuesday before as guests, and I look forward to having them again. Uh, if you want to figure out where I pop into their show, uh, their four-hour stream from last Monday, um, it's right about just after they get to Galaxy's Edge uh, in Batu, and they're about to go try a snack. I got to ride uh, Tower of Terror with Chris uh, while we were both streaming live, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and have some good chats along the way and interact with some of his guests. So thank you, Chris and Susan. That was a lot of fun last week for sure. So quick trip recap. So what did we do last week uh, or last week and a half or so? Um, so uh, first of all, you know, 
My wife and my four kids, our eight, six, four, and one-year-old, were all there. <clears throat> Excuse me. We stayed at Disney's Beach Club Villas. Again, Disney's Beach Club Villas. Not the normal um, Disney's Beach Club side of that particular resort, but the Villas, which is a Disney Vacation Club side of that resort. It's normally reserved for DVC members. Uh, however, you know, cash-paying guests can book trips there when book stays there when they are available. Um, the normal, the majority of that allotment is reserved for DVC guests, but the, you know, people like you or, um, you, if you're not a DVC member or myself, I'm not a DVC member can book stays there, uh, if we like. So that's where we went. Um, there are a few reasons that we stayed there. We stayed in a deluxe studio room has two full size, uh, queen beds. One is, um, like a standard bed. One's a pull out, um, queen size kind of couch bed. And that mattress was kind of on the firm side, but I, honestly, I slept wonderfully. I slept on the couch bed. It was so comfortable um, and was perfect. So no complaints there. Uh, all the deluxe studio rooms, they all have uh, balconies on them. So all the one bedroom, two bedroom villas have balconies. All the deluxe studio uh, rooms have balconies. We had a perfect view right out our window. Could see the Eiffel Tower sticking up with a little Gusto's uh, sign over by Remy's Ratatouille. Uh, the new attraction that's going to be opening up in Epcot probably any day now. Uh, so uh, wonderful view, great time, great room, great accommodations. Um, normally that room type can sleep four adults and one child that's under a certain weight limit. Uh, so that f there's, there's a fifth sleeper bed that's right below the television that kind of folds out. There's a table there, but then that table sort of folds in on itself, and there's a bed that folds down. Uh, one of our kids basically rotated in, the three oldest rotated in that bed throughout the time that we were there. Uh, and then we had a, a rollaway crib that um, we asked for from uh, from the front desk. They brought that in there for us so we could have that. So it was it was a tight space, um, honestly. Um, but, you know, we put the couch up during the day, had the uh, fold-down bed, the fifth sleeper bed up during the day. And that created enough room for our one-year-old to run around. Uh, speaking of which, she will be two in three days. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. But yeah, it was, it was a perfect amount of room for us. Um, and you know, there's only one bathroom we could have used two. you know, we looked at getting two rooms over at pop century, but you know, this is a special trip that we've been saving up for a long time for and something that we were really, really, really looking forward to. So wanted to do it right. And also the travelmation retreat was being held, uh, the, the events for it, the couple of main sessions that we had, uh, was held over at the Yacht Club Convention Center, which is right next door to Biz Disney's Beach Club. Disney's Beach Club and Disney's Yacht Club actually share real estate. Uh, they are connected. Um, the buildings are connected, and there's you know very subtle theming differences between the two, but they also share a feature pool that's called Stormalong Bay. Um, that is a sand bottom pool, has a whirlpool, has some awesome hot, doves, hot tubs, has a, a sun deck that you can get up there too, has an amazing water slide that kind of comes out of a pirate ship uh, and kind of a smaller slide on the backside of that uh, for senior kids and whatnot. So uh, great location, great hotel, wonderful amenities. Uh, also is home to uh, Ale & Compass over at uh, Disney's Yacht Club Resort where I met some friends for breakfast. Um, there are no there's normally a place called the Yachtsman Steakhouse that's open at Disney's Yacht Club that, is, that has been closed since the reopening. Um, but one of my favorite places to go visit on property is Beaches and Cream. Um, and it's kind of a, has sort of a 50-ish diner feel to it. And uh, instead of just having ice cream, they used to only kind of mainly serve ice cream and a few other things. But now they really have a full menu there. And what they're known for is the kitchen sink. If you don't know what the kitchen sink is at Beaches and Cream, just Google it. 
Uh, you will you will leave feeling oddly uncomfortable after reading that description, but yet having this strange craving to go find a gallon of ice cream and eat it all by yourself. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Um, but a great experience at, at Beaches and Cream. So uh, love the hotel, love the amenities, great location. Uh, the bus transportation to the parks was super quick. Was super quick when we went. We took it to uh, Animal Kingdom and Disney's Magic Kingdom. We did not take it to to Epcot or Disney's Hollywood Studios because. Uh, we chose this resort specifically because of its location and close proximity to the Epcot Skyliner Station uh, at the Epcot International Gateway. The International Gateway is kind of the back entrance to Epcot, uh, where you can go in straight into World Showcase. There's also a Skyliner Station there that will take you all the way over to Caribbean Beach where the hub is, and you can transfer and then go over to Hollywood Studios. Um, and you, know, you can also take it over to Disney's Riviera Resort and Pop Century and Art of Animation uh, as well. Through a couple other hotels that are out there. We actually did take it over to Disney's Riviera Resort because at the top of Disney's Riviera Resort is Toppling Nose Terrace. And we had breakfast uh, there on the way out. And that was a lot of fun. And that was part of some of the not normal things that we do um, that we did on this trip. Normally we stick to quick service uh, we, you know, share a lot of things, you know, but again, we wanted to kind of indulge a little bit, uh, because normally we're very conservative on our trips and our spending and things, but this time, uh, we did it right. We saved up, you know, I've shared some, you know, budgeting tips and different things on this show before. And I tried to practice a little bit of what I preach, so to speak. And, uh, it went pretty well. You know, we had a great time, um, built a lot of amazing memories, top leaders, tears, breakfast, uh, was a character meal. It's one of the few character meals that is available on property. We did that for our kids kind of as a surprise, and they absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I think our one-year-old actually enjoyed it more than the other ones, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but the looks on their faces was great. You know, they ate, they ate their food. It was a great meal. Um, a bit on the pricey side, but that's pretty typical for character meals. Um, but <laughs> Adam Coleman says... Uh, he's a travel nation agent, but he says, treat yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ch he's channeling his inner parks and rec, I suppose. Uh, and for those of you listening in podcast land, I apologize. I'm kind of interacting with people as they, uh, as, as they comment and, and that comes across my feed. So had a great meal. Again, great time. Took some pictures out on the rooftop terrace, um, outside on the terrace. You can see almost all the parks. It's beautiful. You can see the whole of the Riviera resort. Um, it's just a wonderful place to go. One of the nicest resorts uh, on property right now and very, very well themed, uh, especially on the backside. So it was, a, it was a great, great experience there. So that was one of the not normal things. The other not normal thing, so that was the tail end, was the beginning. So we flew in on a Wednesday to Disney's Magical Express, going back to the beginning of the show there, straight to the hotel. And then, you know, we didn't have to take a bus or anywhere. Our first park that we made a park reservation for was Epcot. So we walked over to Epcot uh, and we were there about early afternoon and we had a good, probably, I would say six or seven hours in the park before it closed uh, from when we flew in. So it was a great day. We started off with lunch at Le Cellier, uh, which is the steakhouse over the pavilion for Canada. Um, it is known for a lot of different things for their steaks, of course. Uh, but also for their cheese soup. Um, my friend Dave Adams over at the Unrelated at Birth Podcast and Top of the World DVC Podcast uh, likes to refer to their cheese soup as a dip because they serve pretzel bread uh, there, but you do have to order the cheese soup uh, separately. Um, it's delicious. It's usually available at some of the food festivals that they have um, in, in the booth in a smaller portion, but it's very, very, very good. 
Um, one of the things that they're, again, they're known for. I had um, the New York Strip, and I'll be, you know, I've shared some pictures of some things that we've had. I had the New York Strip, um, and it was phenomenal. It was so delicious and very, very good. Um, ate all of it. Our kids uh, ate all their meals. I think they had mac and cheese. Um, they had a lot of mac and cheese over <laughs> down there. So, you know, if you got kids that are picky eaters, you can find mac and cheese and chicken fingers pretty much at any restaurant on the kids' menu. Uh, so, and, you know, even if they don't have it on there, uh, and you've got picky eaters that are kids and you're at a table service restaurant, you can ask because a lot of times they'll make something for you. Um, they're very, very good. La Cellier is one of the signature dining restaurants, uh, on property. Again, great experience, wonderful service, um, and, and had a great time eating there. So one of the questions I get a lot of times, uh, right now, kind of in general, uh, about travel planning, um, to, to different destinations. I was talking to somebody earlier uh, today about this, about a trip that they were, non-Disney trip that they were thinking about. Um, but one of the questions I get right now is, is, is Disney safe? Is Disney safe? So what I will say, based on my experience, again, as a father, as a travel planner, um, over the past kind of eight days when, when we were there, was yes, I felt safe the entire time. I never saw a Disney cast member without a facial covering on. I never saw... Uh, well, I take that back. I think I saw, I never saw a, a guest except for one, <laughs> one kind of hilarious, but not, uh, instance. Um, there was one guest who, who chose to defy that orders and they were escorted out. So when you go to Walt Disney World Resort, whether it's Disney Springs, whether it's, um, even some of the hotels, I think, uh, or, and especially the parks, you will hear regular announcements in the parks, not at the hotels, but at the parks, you know, kind of reminding you to wear facial coverings. If you don't comply, you know, you may be asked to leave. So they kind of do it in a very direct but nice way, you know, letting you know that um, they do have rules set up to keep guests and cast members alike safe to have a great experience. And honestly, like, I didn't even, I don't really even notice my mask that much by the end of the week. You know, it was not during the middle of summer. It was pretty cool at times down there. So, you know, it didn't feel that awkward to wear one. Um, and, and when I came back home, uh, a couple of days ago, when I went to work for the first time, um, for the first time when I was, when I was back here and, you know, I left the house, like I almost felt weird cause I didn't have a mask on. I'm like, you know, get in my car where we go, you know, put one on when I'm indoors, but, um, get in my car just kind of felt weird to not have one. Cause you know, you wear one, you're on the Skyline or on the bus, you know, pretty much everywhere else, take them off at, at meal times, But Again, it's pretty normal. Um, they're doing a great job at enforcing uh, the facial covering policies. And, uh, you know, they've got hand sanitizer stations everywhere. I think the only struggle there is to keep them refilled because, you know, they've got so many people that are coming through and using them. One of the key differences between, um, you know, that particular thing, hand sanitizing and Universal, is that at Universal you get hand sanitizer before you go on every single attraction. Every single attraction, hand sanitizer. There are stations available all over the place. Uh, and I think I would actually say I saw more hand sanitizer stations available at Disney than I did on the day that I went to Universal. And we're going to come, we may do an episode next week on my experience there um, specifically. So, um, you know, again, both places doing it, doing it pretty well. But a great experience all around. Uh, and, and I've said this before. Uh, kind of out of speculation, but I will say it as a fact now, I literally felt safer going to Walt Disney World, spending, you know, a week plus there versus that I do going to my own local Walmart grocery store. Nothing against the people that work there or those locations, but, you know, not everybody complies with those recommendations. 
And, you know, that's, that's fine. But I'm just kind of, again, speaking my own, you know, opinion here. So, uh, and that's just for people that are, that are worried. They're looking for a place to go where they feel safe, where they feel comfortable, because there are different, you know, international travel restrictions and whatnot that are kind of coming out. Speaking of which, side note, uh, if you do have an international trip planned or you are thinking about one, especially at all-inclusive resorts specifically, a lot of all-inclusive resorts have responded um, in care and they're going to be offering COVID testing at the resorts complimentary. So if you're thinking about an international trip, you had a cruise that got canceled uh, or some other you know overseas adventure that got canceled, consider an all-inclusive resort. It's a great option for you. Um, they are operating at reduced capacities. They have uh, very, very, very strict safety measures that are in place. So just be aware of that. If you have questions, those safety measures and policies and things very slightly, you know, resort to resort, you know, country by country. So I'd love to talk to you more about that if you have any questions. So some people are dropping some things in the comments and I see some likes. So I'm going to go back and look uh, just to take a peek here. Dude, we're going to go back. So uh, Adam Coleman, again, he's also a Travelmation agent. Let me fix the mic here. Uh, Adam says this... He says, I get the same question yesterday. I told my client I felt much safer at Walt Disney World than I did at Walmart that week. Um, Brian says, who's also a Travelmation agent, we are actually roommates at the retreat last week. He's a North Carolina boy, a really cool guy. Um, Disney's one of, if not the safe, safest places in Florida. Their rules are insanely strict, but that's a good thing. And then both Universal and Disney are incredibly clean and sanitary. And I absolutely agree with you. Again, I felt completely safe as a dad of small children. I felt safe having my kids there. My wife felt the same way. Um, you know, and there were even cast members, like if, if the mask slipped slightly below our nose, like just barely, they would remind us, you know, very gently, most of the time, <laughs> gently, um, to, you know, cover our nose. Um, they would also ask our one-year-old, who again is going to be two in three days, how old he was. Because if you are two years old or older, you're required to have a facial covering on. I had a copy of his birth certificate on me just in case. Never had to get it out except one time on the return flight on the way home. So, um, again, you know, they're there to keep you safe. They're there to help you, to remind you. Uh, our kids, uh, our eight-year-old, six-year-old, uh, never really had any issues keeping the mask on. Um, but our, our four-year-old son, um, his would slip down a lot and he just kind of had to get used to it. And after a while, uh, he would just pull it up on his own and, and we didn't have to correct him. So it really wasn't a matter of wanting to wear them. Um, it was a matter of just kind of remembering that, oh, you know, he's a kid, pull it back up. We didn't have any issues. You know, we were great, had a wonderful time, rode a lot of attractions, um, and made some incredible memories. And I, I can't, Wow, I could just go on for a very, very long time about the amazing things from seeing, you know, my one-year-old's reaction to seeing Mickey and Minnie for the first time to riding roller coasters with uh, with my kids, some of which were their first time riding a roller coaster, um, to do just some of the meals we had and some of the other awesome experiences. It was a great trip for us. It was something that was needed, and we really, 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 really enjoyed it. Uh, so had a blast for sure. So... And this is one thing I just want to add real quick, sidebar. If you have any specific questions about traveling uh, as a large family or in a large group, please let me know. Because this is something that I, I feel like, aside from the cost side of it, there's the logistics side of it. How do you make it work as a large family when, when you travel? Where do you stay? Do you get multiple rooms? Uh, what does your itinerary look like? Do you have to go back for nap times during the day? 
And I mentioned we had a, 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 a double bob stroller that we bought um, secondhand several years ago, and it's been great. Uh, it's been a wonderful asset for us. It carries some of our stuff, uh, and it's also a great place for some of our kids to nap if they need to. So two of our kids have kind of grown out of, mostly grown out of, um, the, the two older ones grown out of the afternoon nap uh, situation. So the two younger ones, a lot of times, uh, would lay down there. Uh, the four-year-old didn't always, but sometimes he did, would, would take a nap, especially towards the you know end of the day when they're just exhausted. Um, so we had a great time. Um, they had a great time. We created some great memories. And, you know, I'm one of those people. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a travel planner, travel agent. I help people with their Disney vacations. Um, so maybe a little biased when I said this. You know, but um, from our from my experience, speaking from experience, uh, it is totally possible to have your young kids go with you and create some phenomenal memories that will last a lifetime. Uh, Brian says, "Hi, John Rogers. <laughs> uh, hit John Rogers up; he can help you with your vacation. Absolutely, absolutely." Um, Adam says, "Best thing you ate while there?" Ooh, that's a tough question. Best thing I ate while while we were there. So, ooh, um, I'm going to say it's going to be a toss-up between two things. One, it's going to be a toss-up between the New York Strip at Le Cellier or, uh, and I posted a picture of this earlier today on Facebook, uh, or the Country Fried Steak at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming at Disney Springs. That place, if you like some good home cooking, uh, and speaking from somebody that was born and raised in the South, uh, this place is legit. You definitely want to get there. If you have not tried Chef Art Smith's, please, 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 please go try it. Um, Brian is asking about the food booths at Epcot. We didn't actually, um, this is probably a cardinal sin being there during the festival. I didn't actually get anything uh, from any food booths while I was there because I was so busy, you know, eating other things um, and splitting things with, with kids and, and, and that kind of thing were part of it. So again, but I had a great time. Um, and, and really loved it. Uh, the, other, the other place, so those were two table service things that I mentioned a second ago. The other place, South Tule Canteen in Animal Kingdom, probably the best quick service on property. Uh, I've heard lots of other people say that, and it was delicious. Uh, the food that they have is fresh, it's seasoned well, not too heavy, um, and it's very, 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 very good. So let's see what else we got. So um, yeah, again, let me know if you have any questions about traveling as a large family with young kids. Uh, and then this last question that we kind of covered a little bit on some of the lives I did last week was this. Is park hopping possible? So as of January 1, uh, park hopping came back into effect in the parks. And again, the way it works is you have to have a park reservation for your first park of the day. Uh, and you go to that park. And then as of 2 p.m., you're able to hop to other parks based on capacity. There are a few different ways that you can check uh, to see if parks are at capacity or not. Um, one of them is to call a specific phone number that I do not have on me now, but there is a phone number, 407 for the number that you can call uh, locally there that'll just, it's basically a recording that'll tell you all parks are open at this time or this park is at capacity and no longer emitting guests or, or whatever. So we didn't have any problems park hopping at all. I had friends, um, my buddy Doug, that I think was commented earlier, he's a travel nation agent. He went to, I think, all four parks in one day. Uh, I got to three of them in, in one day at one point. Um, missed out on Animal Kingdom by like that much. Um, so again, great experience, easy process, park hopping. Um, only got asked once, I think, going into Epcot the day that we got there because of what time it was. I think it was around, I don't know, 12 or 1, something like that. 
Um, and because part of hopping began at two, they were asking us if that was the first park of the day. And then they asked us, well, yes, you know, do we have park reservations, that kind of thing. So that's the only time like any conversation happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of, uh, oh, my buddy Brian says he has the number for, um, to check, to check park capacity. I think he's going to post that in the comments and so y'all can see that if you want to. So thank you, Brian, for that park number, hopper number there. So if you're listening to this on podcast and you want to write it down, it is 407-560-5000, call that number. It'll give you a recording and tell you where the parks are at. So super easy thing, super easy to do. Um, no nonsense um, opportunity. So, and again, there are other, other ways you can find out, but that's probably the quickest, most reliable, um, way to, to find that. Just call that, give you a recording. It's kind of like calling and finding out the movie times in the old days. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. Uh, it's kind of like almost technology is going backwards, but, uh, not really anyway. So, uh, to kind of wrap it up, um, the second half of, of this trip, and again, we may talk more about this in the future, was this little thing called the Travel Nation Retreat. And what is that? Right. So what is the Travelmation Retreat? Basically, uh, it's an opportunity for Travelmation agents, um, you know, 450 plus pushing 500, you know, just we're growing strong. Uh, it's an opportunity for us from around the country together in one place uh, for a few days to, to network, share best practices, to hear from and learn from other travel vendors, not just Disney, but Universal, Royal Caribbean, uh, Carnival, uh, you know, travel insurance companies. Uh, a lot of other, some of the logistics sides of some of the things and products that we use to serve our clients. Uh, a lot of amazing places that are there that we want to learn, that we want to, uh, you know, be able to sharpen and, and, and hone our skill set uh, so that we can serve you all better as you're planning your trips. Um, so that was a huge part of it. Also being able to network, like I was saying, uh, getting to know, uh, you know, different agents, leaning on each other, and um, and just, you know, having an all-around good time because, uh, a lot of people, especially after the year we had, you know, Disney being closed for as long as it was. And, you know, 2020 was not kind to the travel industry. Um, and, you know, some people saw growth in their business. Some people saw drastic losses. And, you know, this year the retreat almost didn't happen, but I'm glad it did because it gave a lot of people an opportunity to get together and celebrate uh, and have hope and get excited about what's coming around uh, the future. And that travel nation, uh, our agency owner who popped on, uh, commented very early on in tonight's episode, uh, Adam Duckworth, he, uh, he kind of had this whole talk that he did and kind of focused around this one word called resilient. You know, Travelmation is going to be resilient. Uh, we're going to press on, we're going to move forward into the future and it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see, you know, what memories you create in the future for travel, be it this year in 2021, uh, or beyond. Uh, and if you do have any specific travel needs, please let me know. I would love to be able to serve you. Uh, lately, I've been working on a lot of Disney trips, uh, people looking to go for spring break, fall break, um, celebrations of the 50th anniversary, you know, in the fall, um, all sorts of opportunities to go to uh, Disney. Also been talking to people about a lot of all-inclusive stays um, as well for baby moons, honeymoons, and you know, all sorts of moons and things. No. Uh, anyway, so yeah, lots of other things. Don't just do Disney, do a lot of other stuff too. And would love to help you, um, with your next travel needs. So thank you so much again for tuning in to travel tips Tuesday. Uh, we'll reflect on some more, I'm sure, uh, for my, for my trip next week, but I do hope you all have a magical rest of your evening and a magical rest of your week. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to travel tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.